0: this month of may is going to be focused on birth month yay becoming a new mom whether it's for the first time or for your fourth time like me i'm going to share lots of different aspects of pregnancy and motherhood in the baby stage and i hope that's fun for some of you if you're going through it right now or if you just want to live vicariously and go back to that special time in your life and if you're currently sleeping through the night enjoy that. Enjoy that. As you know, I had my fourth son on March 16th, and so I did something special for him that I am so, so glad that I did. I recorded... Uh, an audio recording on March the 9th and at the time I didn't know when I was going to have him Um, but I was little did I know one week away from having him and meeting him for the first time and I just recorded a little tribute to him a little audio letter of sorts I walked through what it was like getting pregnant. And throughout the whole pregnancy, I gave little messages to him and to his brothers before bringing him officially into the world. And it's just a tender thing. And something that's really special about this is I want my children to remember my voice. Writing has always been a beautiful thing. Journaling, Vlogging, all of that is great, but there's just something about having my voice recorded in the form of a message to my children, talking directly to them that is really tender. My husband lost his mom at age 14, and before she passed away of cancer, she recorded several cassette tapes, remember cassette tapes, guys, <laughs> of her talking to her children, talking about her favorite things, talking about what she wants them to know. And those messages in her voice are such a wonderful keepsake for them. So today I'm excited to share with you that recording from one week before Cooper was born, and I encourage you to do something similar. Um, For a while, I thought I would record these for people, um, like do a little business out of it, and I recorded it for um, people like Jenna Rammel and... um, Christy Powell and things like that. It was really just for them, for them to have that keepsake. But this is really something that you can do. Act as if somebody's asking you questions and you can even use the formula that I use, kind of walking step by step through the pregnancy and um, that whole process And just record it. I did literally a voice memo on my phone and you can do the same, but never underestimate the power of recording your own voice. If you want me to help you do it, I'm happy to, but you can do this on your own. I guarantee it. So here is my special recording for now, the baby that we know and love, baby Cooper. All right. I'm recording this on March 9th, 2021. And I am hopefully just days, hopefully not weeks away from giving birth to my fourth baby boy. And I wanted to record a little tribute and message to my sweet baby and to my family as we approach the growing of our family. And I wanted to tell a little bit about how this event, this beautiful event came to be in our life. So... Picture this, we're in quarantine (laughs) from the pandemic. It is um, about April, the world shut down in March of 2020 and come April, I just started having kind of a stirring in my heart thinking, what matters most (laughs) to our family? What do we want to do with our lives and how do we want to spend our time? And at this time, I thought I was preparing to go back to work more in a full-time capacity, hopefully as a teacher. Um, I was getting my credential stuff active again and I was excited about it. But then the pandemic hit and I knew that schooling would look a little bit different in the near future. And so I thought, well, there goes that, that plan that would allow me to, to use that side of my skill set and my, my passion. So I thought, what else? How else would I want, do I want to spend my time? And while I was really you know, enjoying some some downtime since things were getting canceled and things like that, I was also finding that I wasn't really spending my time in ways that felt ultimately fulfilling and aligned with my values. And so instead, I was kind of wasting a lot of time or things like that. But what really brings me joy is my family, is my kids. And so in April, there I am 36 years old, Jackson was, um, going to be turning five in July and we thought we were very much done. I had had the impression to just pour into the kids that I have. Three boys is awesome. We love our family. We are moving on in the seasons of life and life was so good. And then I just had this stirring Like maybe there's another one. You love being a mom more than anything. You love teaching your kids and being there for them. You love the teaching opportunities that come from providing siblings for your kids. Like maybe there's another one. And I will say that part of me thought, and wouldn't it be fun to have a girl? (laughs) I had always, you know, reconciled with the idea that I'm a boy mom and that, you know, it probably wasn't in the cards. And even if we did go for a fourth, likely we just had to want a baby because likely it would have been a boy, but we were kind of hopeful. So I approached Pete, who has always been so wonderful and supportive of, of any venture of any, anything that I've wanted to do in my life. And I said, what if we try to have another baby? Because very soon I'm getting older and it's not going to be our choice for much longer. And of course he was kind of wide-eyed and I said, we'll just give it like six months. We'll see if we have a baby in the next six months. And if we don't, we'll for sure close that chapter and, and be done. But... I just wonder, I just wonder if that's the way that God wants me to use my time in the near future. So he was very much on board, but then also at the same time he thought, well, you know, giving yourself a six month window, that's not really how God operates. So is it really gonna happen? Hey everyone, I wanna jump in real quick and thank a show sponsor and that is Felix Grey. Felix Grey are the blue light glasses that literally started it all. Five years ago, they realized that our eyes are being strained by the blue lights of screens. We weren't meant to look at screens all day, and neither were our children. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I picked up just some cheap blue light glasses, and they were fine. They were fine-ish. But did you know that the quality of the blue light glasses that you're wearing actually makes a big difference? And Felix Grey lenses filter 15 times more blue light that can make our screen time really tough on our eyes and disruptive to our sleep. Plus, they have tons of beautiful frame styles, and they're lightweight and yet definitely durable. You can tell the quality of these glasses, and the price point for what you're getting is amazing. Now, here's the big difference. I was getting headaches a lot, so I would wear my blue light glasses, but then I would also feel like I wanted to wear my regular prescription glasses right and there wasn't a solution for that and so I got prescription glasses through Felix Grey and it is literally the best of both worlds I'm not getting headaches or eye strain and you don't really notice how hard this blue light is on your eyes until you give a quality glasses pair like Felix Grey a try Plus, I'm excited to get them for my kids because as they've been on screens more, I wanna protect their eyes from an early age. And I know that you do too. So I ordered their Volta frames, uploaded my prescription, and you guys, it is literally the best of both worlds. I'm protecting my eyes and I can see with my regular prescription. It's awesome. So if you have sore, tired, burning eyes, headaches, and using a screen is part of your daily life, you need these glasses. Get yourself a pair of glasses made for the 21st century and designed for modern, hardworking eyes. Go to FelixGreyGlasses.com slash, so that's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y dot com slash E-E-P. You get free shipping and free returns, free exchanges, FelixGreyGlasses.com slash E-E-P. We did try and plan a little bit, um, based on some cursory, uh, internet research on how to have a girl, but I got pregnant the first month. So in May we got pregnant and then I found out July 13th, July 13th. And you know what July 13th is? It's Jackson's birthday. So here I have Jackson turning five years old, my baby turning five, and we have his drive by car party <laughs> for his celebrate his birthday in the morning and it was so hot and I was feeling a little bit like clammy and stuff but it was a hot hot day and in the afternoon I took a pregnancy test and it was positive that was it I took one test And in one month and got pregnant and that has not been the story for the other kids necessarily. It took me 18 months to get pregnant with Parker with some intervention as well. And um, the other two were kind of unpredictable as well, but clearly, clearly my intuition that there was another baby for our family was, was right on because here we were given this blessing very, very quickly. That we're going to have a baby. We're going to have a baby. And that baby would come in March of 2021. So, (laughs) I tell Pete. And I said, guess what? I showed him the pregnancy test. And he's like, good for you. (laughs) But don't get him wrong. He was excited and was on board from the beginning as well. But I think he was definitely caught off guard and shocked and it just made it very real. Like, okay, there's no going back now. And so then in early August, we, or I, because Pete wasn't able to come to any of the doctor's appointments due to COVID restrictions. Um, went to the doctor and they put the Doppler on my belly and first heard, heard the heartbeat and I'm like, Oh, there it is. And and you know, that first appointment, it's always kind of nerve wracking and, um, you just hope everything looks good at that stage. And interestingly enough, When they then did the ultrasound to look at baby, um, they saw saw you there, baby boy. (laughs) There you were with your heart beating and everything. And then they went a little bit to the left and they said there was another one. There was another one, but that one did not make it progress very long and is no longer with us. And your body will just handle that. So there's only one baby, but your baby was a twin. <laughs> and um, to be honest, really going for number four, a part of the fear in me was, oh my gosh, what if it's four and five? You know, here I am older, there's risk factors for multiples, things like that. Multiples don't run in our family by any means, but that was a concern that there was a chance we could end up with four and five instead of just number four. And that did scare me. But when I saw that, that inkling of life and that second baby on the screen, I just thought, well, who, who, who knows why that was the way it was. I'm so thrilled that this one baby boy is healthy and thriving. And I hope that continues. I didn't feel an immense, sense of loss because i had never gotten used to the idea that there would be two babies it was just in that moment of being told there was two and now there's one i didn't have a chance to picture our family with twins or anything like that so when i've told people that this started as a twin pregnancy um you know they're surprised and sympathetic which i really really appreciate cuz a loss at any stage can be very um traumatic and grief-filled but for me personally just because there was no time for attachment i did not feel that way and in fact we i'm sure my kids will hear this someday but we did not choose to tell our kids about the second pregnancy the second baby because it didn't just feel like something that they needed to grieve for. So I told Pete and some other close friends, but other than that, it hasn't been, you know, a part of this baby's journey, (sighs) but there's nothing like seeing a healthy baby on the screen. And I was so, so grateful. And so we set out down the pregnancy journey. I was so, so sick and of course at that time we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl, but because I'm older, I was going to be 37 when I delivered, they offered me some more extensive blood work testing, nothing invasive, but I could get a lot more information about the health of the baby, including the gender. And so at 10 weeks I took that blood test and about two weeks after that I got the results. and. I thought I was going to hold out and have like my brother open the email and then we would do a gender reveal of some sort with the family. But I just had this, <laughs> this feeling that I needed to know first. And so when I got the email at about 9.30 p.m. on a Saturday night and we were ready to do the gender reveal the next day, I opened up that email And they said, your blood work came back great. All of the testing looks good. All the markers for, you know, the major um, things that could be problematic in in pregnancy or uh, post-delivery. Those all look great. And the genetic markers consistent with a male baby were found. And I was a little bit bummed. I will say that. I thought we had kind of planned it a little bit, um, but I had really, really gone into the pregnancy knowing it could go either way, and I was going to be fine either way. And my boys are so precious to me, and I take my my responsibility of being a boy mom so seriously that I want to raise strong young men, courteous husbands, loving fathers, capable, capable men. And I was up to the task of doing it again. But there's just something about girl clothes that I've always wanted to be able to participate in. But here we are. So the next morning, I had bought a pink and a blue like chalk cannon thing. And we were going to go to the park to launch it off. And I'm the only one who knew. And my brother and his wife and my niece and... Or I guess my niece is because Marley was born by then. We're there filming and we shot off the cannon and there that blue dust goes into the air. And Parker, sweet Parker. They all wanted a girl, but I don't think anybody wanted a girl as much as Parker did. He took off his shoe and he just threw it across the park. <laughs> but he knows as well as I do that whatever our family is. It is what is meant to be and you know all the boys throughout the pregnancy have made different comments about wishing it were a sister and I just keep telling them you're going to meet your brother and you're going to know he is for our family. He was meant to be ours and we would not trade him for any sister (laughs) because this is how our family is meant to be and they know that but they've also grieved that a little bit as well. I was really surprised that I was so, so sick because I had never been this nauseous, actually throwing up, feeling nauseous throughout the day. Um, only being able to eat really specific foods and needing those foods right away. Like Taco Bell, Sonic blasts, um, like the, the cookie dough blasts from Sonic. Oh, those are so good. Um, but like yeah, just really specific random food and food that's different than the others. Others I wanted more like fried food and KFC and things like that. And this one was not as much like that. I've craved bean burritos, bean and cheese burritos from the taco shop. Um, I haven't wanted much meat. I eat some chicken. Um, but really usually I'm like craving beef and things like that. And I haven't really wanted that much at all, so it's just so, so interesting and so different, but there was part of me that was wondering, you know, could it be a girl, could it be the other twin that was the boy, and it's detecting the the boy hormones and the boy genes from that baby, and so until I saw the 20-week ultrasound, where they did the anatomy scan, and Everything and they confirmed. Nope, nope the the growing baby is definitely a boy. <laughs> Part of me was still wondering, could it could it be a girl? But that twenty week ultrasound really confirmed it. By about sixteen weeks, I started feeling better. Um, I was able to eat more regularly not with as much urgency, things like that. Um, I really started ballooning up as I always do. But I really, anytime I went to the doctor, which wasn't quite as often due to COVID, a lot of them were phone appointments. Anytime I would hop on the scale there, it would be in kilograms and I wouldn't have them change it over to pounds. I just was like, Meh, whatever. And so I really didn't know what my weight gain was or anything like that. But I knew I was getting you know, big, but I always, I always do. I just kind of balloon up and I balloon up pretty quick. So, you know, from 30 weeks, 25 to 30 weeks, it's like, Oh, Whoa, you look, (laughs) you look big. But then I tend to slow down and here I am at the very end and beginning probably last week, about week 30, well, I'm 38 weeks now. So about week 36 is when I start to lose my appetite. The baby's just so big pressing on my stomach. I'm not able to eat very much. Yeah, I just, I want water a lot. You know, typically I'm a Diet Coke drinker, but I want water way more right now. I have terrible heartburn. Baby boy, if you hear my voice, this isn't really what it sounds like. My voice and my throat is so wrecked from the acid reflux um, that I have all throughout the day and night. I sleep on three pillows. I'm not a glamorous pregnant person. I thought, it's always funny when you think about, you know, the possibility of, of being in a different situation. And I thought, oh, you know, maternity clothes are so much cuter now than five years ago. And I'm going to, you know, dress cute every day and I'm going to work out. I'm going to be that, that pregnant person. <laughs> nope. <laughs> A, because of the pandemic and the quarantine, being home, I really only wear stretchy, stretchy pants and things like that. And I have a few maternity jeans, but this baby does not like over the belly bands. He does not like being confined or constricted in any way. And so I always, I can only wear under the belly things, which I did not do before with the other ones because I always had trouble with you know the shirt going long enough and things like that so it's just so interesting how differently it can play out hey everyone i wanted to jump in again and thank another show sponsor and that is love every it's so exciting to have a baby again because i get to benefit from love every's boxes Because watching your little one grow and learn is the best feeling in the world. And you can get Love Every's boxes. They're play kits designed by experts for your child's developing brain. And each play kit is tailored to your child's exact learning stage. So you choose their age and you choose a kit accordingly that you are interested in and it's packed with one-of-a-kind activities, playthings that are built to last. So in Cooper's kit that I got, he got a wooden mobile, he got a wooden book, and they're all developmentally appropriate. So for the books and the play cards and things like that, they're all black and white right now, which is developmentally appropriate for babies ages zero to 12 weeks, which is what Cooper is. They also came with these black and white play mittens that are so fun because it just is perfect to slip on his little hands. And as he's using his hands more, he's able to engage with those in the right way. It is so fascinating. And the other cool thing about Love Every is that they educate you on how to play with these items. So, so cool. It's perfect for your kids or for a baby gift. So take the guesswork out of your child's play. Choose Love Every Today and get free shipping when you sign up to receive your play kits at loveevery.com/eep. That's l o v e v e r y.com/eep for free shipping. loveevery.com/eep. Tag me in any of your pictures of your little ones playing with your Love Every toys. Now let's get back to it. Here I am at 38 weeks now and um, I am so tired. I'm not sleeping very well. Uh, The acid reflux keeps me up. I have a hard time, you know, walking. Stairs feel really, really hard. Um, Just everything feels hard. Um, But uh, Pete has done such a remarkable job lowering the expectations for me in the home. At about 34 weeks, I kind of had a breakdown where I'm like, everything feels hard. Everything feels so hard. And I'm prone to anxiety anyway. And I just started kind of losing it unnecessarily about really small things. And he said, don't worry. You don't need to cook. You don't need to clean. Like you just do what you need to do. You you need to rest. You need to take care of yourself. And then anything above and beyond that that you want to do, fine. But nobody's thinking less of you. Nobody's judging you. And after an especially hard day, I laid down with Parker at night and I started crying. And I just said, I just feel so guilty. And he said, why do you feel guilty, mom? He literally couldn't understand what I had done. And I just said, it's so hard to be pregnant. It's so hard to do the things that I want to do and even the things that I need to do. And I just feel bad that I can't do those things for, for you guys, for our family. And he said... Mom, you're pregnant. He's like, you're doing the best you can while you're pregnant. And that is enough. And we all know that. And we can help you. And we understand. And I just, I was so grateful for that level of compassion for my 10-year-old that he could, he could see I really was doing my best. I really, really was. But my best looked very different in this season. And so And the last few weeks we've been eating out nearly daily (laughs) because I have not wanted to cook. So we do one main meal, you know, from a pickup place. And I mean, the kids love it. The kids think it's like the best thing in the world. And I, as soon as I was able to release that expectation of myself, what I should be doing, it really felt a lot easier. And I still have my moments of getting worked up over these things. And my anxiety feels huge. And I'm a little bit concerned for postpartum, the the flare-ups of, of those types of things, because I am prone to postpartum anxiety. But that being said, I've got a team. My husband loves me so much and is on the same page with me in terms of what matters most and doing what matters most. My kids are understanding, and I'm so grateful for that one thing i think that will be very very special about this experience bringing baby number four into the family are the ages of my kids while starting over feels really daunting as well getting up in the middle of the night having to consider nap schedules just the logistics of getting a baby in and out of the car, the expectations put on me that you know, there's somebody who's fully dependent upon me for a change. I've been out of that for you know two, two years or so with Jackson. So my life has gotten so easy in a lot of ways, but what I am most excited about is that my kids get to experience this presence of heaven in our home. I believe that holding a baby is as close as we can ever be to heaven on this side. And I believe that my baby was recently with heavenly father. And now he's in my arms and he's entrusted to me for this time while he's on the earth. And I get to love him and teach him and guide him. And my, Other kids, Parker was five when Jackson was born, and, you know, they don't get it when they're five and under, what that's like to experience a baby in the home, or to experience a a child that is so dependent upon you, that shows you unconditional love, all of these things that only a baby can bring into the home. So to have my, Parker just turned 11 last week, Austin turns nine this week as I'm recording this and the fact that they will get the experience of having this baby in the home and it will help our family to stay reconnected and refocused on what matters most. And you know what? Some of the things that they're going to want to do or places they're going to want to go may not work out or may, I'm going to have to say no because of the baby but I think that sacrifice is okay. And that's what we do for our family members. And we've all made sacrifices for one another. And I think it is a tender opportunity to serve and to love and to slow down. And as much as this last year of the pandemic and quarantine has has offered that to us, this will just be a continuation of prioritizing our values when we get to bring this baby into the world hey everyone i wanted to thank a show sponsor and that is cubo ai this might be a new brand to you as it was to me but this is the baby monitor of your dreams it has an adorable bird design and cubo ai is the first smart baby monitor to apply ai technology detection to baby sleep safety and memories can you believe this You know, if you're a new mom or you've been a new mom, you know the stress that comes with newborn life, right? You're always checking to see, is my baby still sleeping? Did something happen? Are they breathing? What's going on? And you're just on high alert all the time. Well, the founder of this company teamed up with her pediatrician and a team of tech parents to make a change. This monitor helps parents around the world keep their babies safe and sleep better all night long while actually capturing memories for their precious years. So there's safety alerts to let you know if your baby's face is covered, if there's rollovers, if they're crying, and this is all in 1080p HD video. It's so crisp, you'll be able to see everything. And so in addition to giving you peace of mind, you also get to check on your beautiful baby. Cubo AI gives you sleep analytics and it stores the video for 18 hours. And the other cool thing is, you can share up to eight accounts on this, and so grandma and grandpa and your aunt and uncle, they can actually log in to view the baby as well, and that is just so fun for them. I know my mom is gonna love getting her login information. It's smart home compatible, two-way audio, temperature and humidity detection, customized alerts, and it has a cute bird design. What more could you want? There are lots of baby monitors to choose from, but Cubo AI beats them all, in my opinion. So go to getcubo.com and use my code EEP for $10 off your purchase. That's getcubo, C-U-B-O, and use my code EEP for $10 off your purchase. Enjoy and get some peace of mind and some extra sleep. So I want to talk to each of my kids Before baby brother is born and this is probably where I'll get most emotional, but I want them to know how I feel at this moment. Parker, (laughs) you're 11, you're 11 I can't even believe it. When you were born, I had such high expectations for myself as a mom. You were a hard baby, (laughs) you never stopped crying, you never wanted to stop moving. We did everything we could to make your life wonderful. And yet sometimes it just didn't ever seem like enough. But I loved, loved you from the second I held you and you craned your neck to look up at me with neck strength that was unheard of as, as a newborn. And we would swing you back and forth in your car seat. We'd run you up and down the hallway. We would sing you songs, bounce you on the ball. Dress you so, so cute. You were in Michigan and we would have the cutest beanies on. We just loved your babiness. And as you have grown, you have turned into the most remarkable young man. You're capable, you're confident, you're friendly, you're a good teammate, and you love love competition (laughs) in a way that I can't even understand. You are driven to do your best and be your best. You love soccer more than anything, and you're willing to go the extra mile to contribute to your team, to improve in your skills. And there's nothing that brings me more joy than seeing that effort. You're a remarkable player, but your effort is what astounds me. Parker, I'm going to rely on you a lot for this baby. I'm going to need you to be patient with me. I'm going to need you to sacrifice some of your own time, some of your own desires. I'm going to need you to help with your brothers. And I hope, I hope when you hold your baby brother, that your faith will increase that you will know that in being trusted with this baby in our family, that God has given us all a great responsibility to love him, to teach him, to keep him safe, to sacrifice, to make him laugh, and to be there for one another and to put each other's needs above our own sometimes. And I also hope Parker, that you still feel like you are a priority to your dad and I because we love you so so much and we would do anything for you and we're so proud of you we're so proud of the young man that you are becoming and I just want you to know how much I love you and I'm so excited for you get to experience a new baby in our home you are going to love it Oh, Austin. Oh, my Austin boy. (laughs) You're the middle child, but you're not the only middle child for long. Soon you and Jackson will both be middles. And I hope you like having a partner in crime in that. But you're the most remarkable middle ever because you care so deeply for others You have always, always had this sense of joy about you. And you have always wanted to make others' lives better and happy. You've always shared what you have had so that others don't go without. You've always compromised on what you have wanted for the benefit of others. And I hope Austin that as much as that is a wonderful thing that you do not feel that you always need to compromise your own happiness or your own rations or your own everything for the sake of others. I pray that you will, you will feel loved and seen and worthy of so much joy and time And that while you don't require much from us, you deserve much. You do. And I pray that as we bring this baby into the family, that you will enjoy him. That you'll be able to to help out. Yes, I'm going to need your help, Austin. But I also really, really hope that you enjoy this baby. That you get a kick out of him. You have loved Quinn and Marley your cousins so so much and you get such a kick out of them you think they're so funny and you're so helpful and good with them and I can only imagine how much joy your baby brother is going to bring to your life as well and as things change around our home and as we go through some hard times I'm sure as a family I hope you know how much you were individually loved by your dad and me You are so special, so smart, so capable, so creative, and so, so loved. Okay, Jack. (laughs) Every morning, you hop into bed with me and you cuddle. And at the end of the day, when I lay down at night with you and I ask you questions like you love me to do, and if one of the questions is, what was the best part of your day? You always say this right now. (laughs) How cute is that, Jackson? You love cuddling with me. And you say you're going to cuddle with me forever. You said even, and I always joke, don't get bigger, Jackson. You're my baby. And you always joke, but I'm still going to cuddle with you. And I hope you do. I'll always rub your back. I'll always squeeze your arm in a nice way. (laughs) I want you to hop in bed with me and cuddle with me. Jackson, you are so unique. You're only five years old, and yet you are, well, first of all, hilarious. You say the funniest things. (laughs) You keep us laughing. You're always listening. And some of the words that come out of your mouth, I'm just like, who are you and how old are you? Where did you get this from? You said that you wanted a sister the other day, and you were bummed about it. And I said, well, I'm so sorry that I'm not giving you a sister. And you said, Mom, what do you have to be sorry for? It's the doctor's fault. <laughs> you also asked if my stomach was at max volume. <laughs> you are blown away by how much my stomach has been able to stretch. It is so funny watching you just take it all in. <laughs> but you are funny and you are quick to forgive. You are so loving and mindful of other people's experiences and you're quick to check on people if they're hurt or sad. You ask for forgiveness. You try and make things right. You play so well with others. And while you're really quiet in a group like at school or things like that, you are non-stop at home. (laughs) But you're also a terrific student. You follow the rules and pay attention And you're just so special. And I always thought that you would be my baby. And while there's going to be a new baby in the house and a new bottom child, and you're entering the middle with Aussie, there's something about these last five years where you have been my buddy. You've been my best friend. And no one can take that from us. No new baby can replace that bond. Jackson, I love you. You're the best. (laughs) You are the best. And I love you so much. And I am so excited for you to have a new buddy to teach and to play with and to love on. You're going to be the best big and little brother. Okay, baby boy, (laughs) when I record these with other people, I tell them they're welcome to use their baby's name if they know it. And baby boy, I don't know your name. (laughs) We have a short list. We're going to go to the hospital and uh, look at you and see which name jumps out at us. So I don't know your name, but baby boy... I can't wait to meet you. You were so wanted in this family. And don't think that the five-year gap between you and Jackson is any indication that you were forgotten about or not wanted as much as the others. I'm 37 years old. And I'm at a phase in life where I could have chosen to move on. To move to the next season. To continue sleeping through the night. (laughs) To have my arms and my lap empty. To be able to pursue more of my own work and passions. I could have done that. But like I said in the beginning, there was a stirring, baby boy. There was a stirring that I just knew you were out there. (laughs) We want to bring you home. Your dad and I are so excited to meet you. And the other three brothers, they look different from each other. Parker looks the most different. And then Jackson and Austin kind of have some similarities in their coloring. But what are you going to look like? I just, I cannot wait to see what color hair you have. What skin tone you have. Can't wait to see how big you are. Please don't be too big. Please please just keep it reasonable. (laughs) Jackson was 9'14". And I'm really nervous. That you're going to beat him. You don't need to beat your brother in that. Okay? You hear me? (laughs) I pray that you'll arrive safely. I pray that both you and I. will both be well. I pray that we'll get you here safely that I will heal well, that I will have the energy and the healing and the peace to enjoy (laughs) you. Even though this pregnancy has been really hard on my body, it's also gone really, really fast. And here we are hopefully days away from meeting you and I am so ready to hold you in my arms we had, we had saved a lot of baby clothes oh and I'm just so excited because there's some clothes that your brothers have worn or that jammies that Quinn has worn or <sighs> that I can't wait to snuggle you up in and blankets and people have been so generous and I got you a new pack and play and a new car seat and I'm going to wrap you up and I'm going to sit in my rocking chair along the sidelines at soccer games, rocking you and holding you and soaking you in while you watch your big brothers. (laughs) You are so lucky to have them to teach you, to love you. Baby boy, we're so excited to meet you. Will you get here soon? I can't wait. I literally cannot wait. To Pete, you have never held me back. In anything I have ever wanted to pursue whether it has been work jobs whether it has been buying a certain house or a car <laughs> having a baby you have been so lovingly supportive I think, I think, (laughs) given our age, 11 years since we first had Parker, we've evolved a lot as parents, we've evolved a lot as individuals, and I think we're ready to pour into another one. (laughs) Thank you for demonstrating such love to our boys, such courage and intention to go for your dreams, such hard work thank you for the love you show me thank you for not putting unnecessary expectations on me and to alleviate guilt or stress in any way you can in my life you've always been a little bit more hesitant around the babies to know kind of what your role is and to fill in but I hope Pete that with this last one that you will feel comfortable and confident and need it to hold your baby boy and to love him. And you've always loved our kids. But really, toddlerhood and once they start wrestling, that's really where you excel. And that's fine. <laughs> but I hope I hope you get to experience this taste of heaven in the same way that I am able to with our other kids. And just because you can't feed him in the same way that I can, and just because, you know, you are able to, you know, take on the other boys while I'm with the baby, I hope you get those special moments to cherish with this final piece of our family. I think you're going to love it. (laughs) And lastly, I want to say something to myself. Jessica... (laughs) You may feel too old to do this, but you're ready. You are ready for this. And while your labors can be long and arduous and painful, you've got this. As the doctor said, you have a proven pelvis. (laughs) I'm both honored and terrified of that uh, term. I've been told by two different doctors that you have got this. And while you're in labor and you're doubting if you do, (laughs) just remember you brought three other beautiful boys into this world. And you have the Lord on your side to equip you with everything you need to bring this little guy safely into the world. Jessica, you have chosen, chosen, have been intentional about how you want to spend your time in these next few years, especially, and while you could have chosen the easy road or the road that would allow you to pursue more of your own things, I want to remember that this is the meaningful road. This was God's will and answering that call to be a mom again and to raise up this boy and love him and teach him and snuggle him and laugh at him with such a space between the other boys I pray that we can all just appreciate the miracle of life in this little guy and I pray that we'll feel a sense of contentment and finality with our family That this is the last piece of our puzzle. I pray that I'll be able to enjoy things. And enjoy every step. And even when it's hard. To have joy over the fact that. I don't need to be perfect at this. (laughs) And just that knowledge should bring me joy. That I don't have to quiet the crying baby all the time. Or know how to potty train perfectly. Or that sometimes my best on a certain day is going to look different because of a hard night being awake with the baby and simply knowing that that best fluctuates but that I know in my heart of hearts that I am always always going to do my best and that is enough I want to thank my heavenly father for trusting me with this little boy I pray that I'll be able to give the other kids the time and attention and love they need to transition well with this baby, to continue to grow and thrive as individuals, and to continue to make my marriage a priority as well. I pray that I will not be a martyr of a mother, but that I'll ask for help when I need to. And I will just remember what a gift, what a gift this time is, and what a gift these boys are. And remember that I'm always, always enough. Okay, baby boy, let's do this. (laughs) Oh man, listening back, I just got teary all over again. It's crazy how different my voice sounds, like how like heavy and like strained it sounded. And there's a lot more crying than I remember at the time recording, but obviously it was a really emotional time, physically, mentally, emotionally. And that's okay, that it's a very tender season at the end of your pregnancy, right before this big life change. And it's okay that it was really tear-filled and um, I hope it wasn't annoying to you, but it is a really tender keepsake for me. So next week in the episode, I'm going to share Cooper's birth story. I know I love hearing about birth stories and some other people have inquired about Cooper's and so I want to share that and it is a smooth one so hopefully it won't be overly triggering for anybody listening but hopefully just a really um, special documentation again of this experience in my life And and if that's of interest to you, please tune in next week to the podcast. So if you don't already follow me on Instagram and you just definitely want to see pictures of Cooper because he's the cutest, go to uh, at Dalquist 3 on Instagram or Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Links to the sponsors and a picture of Cooper is over at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. We'll see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.